Welcome to Behind the Line, the podcast where you'll get untold stories from first responders and military veterans. I'm Tim Hegman. I'll be your host. On December 27th, 1993, just after 11 p.m., Officer Martin Gans of the Manhattan Beach Police Department was shot several times and killed during a traffic stop. My guest today is Captain Tim O'Brien, who responded to that call. Welcome, Tim, uh, to the Behind the Line podcast. Glad to be here, Tim. All right. So before we get started, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, okay, so Tim O'Brien. Uh, I've been a I'm a fire captain paramedic for the city of Manhattan Beach. I've been there for 35 years. And did you grow up in the area? I well, I was born in Northern California. Kind of moved around a lot when I was young. Um, my dad did some government contract work, but ended up in Torrance. I went to high school in Torrance, so I sort of feel like I'm from Torrance. All right, so nearby. Okay, so um, yeah, part of the South Bay, so it's all good. All right. So let's talk about uh, December 27th of um, 1993. You um, obviously were working for the Manhattan Beach uh, Fire Department. I was a firefighter paramedic on our paramedic engine 22 at the time. Okay. At Station 2. Station 2. And do you remember um, being dispatched to this call? And if so, um, do you remember what the, the call was? I do don't recall what the call was exactly. Uh, I, I'm, my recollection is it, it came in as a shooting. I'm not sure if they said it was officer involved. Um, it was 11. So I, I, I think we probably were asleep by then. Um, we, we run two or three calls a night, so you try and get sleep while you can. Um, but I remember driving out, uh, to the mall. I remember parking, um, getting off the engine with our paramedic gear and and making our way over to um a police officer down um in a pool of blood um do you remember when you when you you arrive on scene you're you're getting off you know or getting out of your your um vehicle um at that point do you i mean is it chaotic are there people all over the place or what's yes i I think uh, there was a lot going on. I remember other police officers being there. I remember just taking my gear and going to the patient and really trying to focus on my job. Um, I remember uh, uh, assessing the police officer and, uh, you know, just setting up O2 IV monitor, like trying to get a handle on what was what was going on. Um, because of the trauma and the blood, I didn't, it, I didn't realize it was Marty at the time. I actually thought it was a different police officer that I was mm-hmm. talking to recently about his kids. And so I, I kind of acknowledged that and set that aside while I was trying to assess where he was shot. It, had he, was he bleeding from other places too or just from the face area? All of that. And it wasn't actually until we got him loaded up somewhere in that process that I realized that it was Martin Gantz. Mm. Wow. So I, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, in your place. Um, can't do it. Um, but I can only imagine, you know, what you were feeling, what you were thinking. But you started off by saying you 
walked to a police car and saw an officer down in a pool of blood. What's, what is your, not knowing who it was or if it was, you just knew it was an officer. Do you remember your initial thought when you saw that? So, yes. And, and actually, I, I think at that point I had been, um, I think I'd been on the job about six years. I was um, still young, but I think I had, uh, I, I was still somewhat seasoned and I knew that like a lot of these trauma calls in particular, um, there's a lot of chaos and you just have to set aside your emotions and do the things that you've been trained to do that you know how to do and, and just take care of that. So I, it, it, I did feel it hit me when I thought, oh my gosh, I was just talking to Chris about his kids. I, I had that kind of a recollection, but I focused on just taking care of him. Um, and, and then again, when I, someone said, no, this is Martin Gantz. Mm. And I was like, Marty, I was just on a call with him like two weeks ago. Like he was, um, you know, this, he was a very friendly guy. He was my, he, I think he was a year older than me. Um, and, uh, just social. And <laughs> one of those, uh, police officers that just doesn't hesitate to jump in and get involved. We were at a, I think the call was a uh it, it was a person a big guy um on alcohol or drugs and he needed to be subdued and uh and marty just like was right there where he needed to be he just was that kind of guy that was always there and um so y- yes it's a i i do remember at the time feeling the impact of i know this person and then also just again trying to to set that aside and just focus on what needed to be done um he was uh he'd been shot in the face and uh and he was bleeding a lot and he was having trouble breathing mm. and i we we're racing to harbor general hospital we had police units were breaking intersections for us and as we were trying to get him there and i started to intubate him and there just was too much blood and so i I thought um, I, I'm just going to keep him suctioned and and get him to the ER and let the trauma team intubate him. And so we rushed him there, and um, and they struggled to intubate him. Also, he just he was bleeding so much, and it was and he had damage in that area too that made that kind of thing difficult. Just made it difficult to treat and. Uh, and we stayed with him there until he passed away, and and um, yeah, that that was uh, one of the more difficult nights I've ever had as a as a firefighter paramedic. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's you respond to calls, even being on six years or you know seasoned six years, um, hundreds of calls by that time. Um, life-saving calls and your training kicks in and you, you know, you do the best you can to, you know, um, help someone. But when you get there and you realize, number one, it's a, another, it's an officer and you think you know who it is and then you realize it's someone else, but regardless, it's someone, you know, uh, that's gotta be very difficult for you. Um, while you're while you're trying to save this person, um, how do you how was it different for you 
working as somebody who's suffered a horrendous, you know, injuries, being shot three times. Um, and I'm saying that you should compare this, but what was it? What was different working on Martin, and you know, because you knew him to somebody you don't know. Well, it's it's considerably more difficult. I think we all struggle with it. I mean, we we all can sort of imagine that aspect of it, just your adrenaline just kicks in on overdrive and you really need to sort of take the moment to take a deep breath and focus on what you know you need to do. And and we actually are, I feel like um, our, our on our department in particular, um, you know, we're a tight-knit group and we're tight with our police officers too. Oh yeah, we love definitely. You guys and, um, and I've been on uh, officer-involved altercations where where police officers have been hurt and you just, you got to go, you got to take care of business. And then afterwards, you know, you get back to the station and you just, you just go, Oh my God, what just happened? And, and you reflect and we're close enough to where we can, you know, talk amongst each other and which we did an awful lot of, you know, after that call. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, just the, the emotion after the fact, all the calls that you can connect with your life are they become that much more difficult um i when i would go out on calls involving children before i had kids it was hard after i had kids it was twice as hard because right. you put yourself in the place of that parent and and look at that child as that could be my child and and so you see your friend and it just is it just doesn't get worse than that so but it's you know we we just know you know it's a certain point that that the best that you can do for them is to is to just put that aside and just focus on what needs to get done yes i agree um just you know do what you're trained to do the best you can do and hopefully um um you save someone or the outcome is is a positive one um, since Martin, well, let me back up. So you were with Martin, you said when he died, yes. were, were you, do you recall being in the room with him or, or did a doctor come out or someone tell you, uh, Martin had died or, and, uh, and if so either way, what was your reaction or what did you feel? I was, uh, well, I recall being in the emergency room so the trauma team was ready to receive us as we rolled in they were they were prepared they knew what was coming in uh we had let them know so we came in quickly i said to the the doctor that was leading the trauma team this is a really difficult intubation there's so much blood mm. and uh and he, i i had that kind of exchange with him and he was focused on doing his job, and I. But I really wanted to convey this is so critical. I think, and uh, and and he focused on doing his job and did the best that that he could. I mean, everyone did. Oh yes, yes. Um, I, if you've ever been in an emergency room when a trauma team is taking care of someone, it's like everyone's got a job to do, and they just jump on it. And so we're all there together. And so, um, at. At that point, I kind of stepped back and and just waited while they um, worked on him and worked on him and and worked on him and mm. and um, and I 
and I actually my memory kind of fades at that point. I can't remember if I was standing there with him. Uh, I I just I remember leaving and the hospital and just going back to the station because we were like we're not going anywhere. Like we're gonna be here, and just in disbelief that that you know he's not with us now. It yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. We don't know sometimes how events, critical events, this type, you know, uh, the murder of a police officer, um, police officers that are there, how they respond, or you know, after the fact, and certainly don't don't know how the firefighters or the paramedics who were involved, how they react after the effect. And, uh, you know, it's, do they talk about it? I mean, do they go by themselves and just think about it? People are different. But do you recall when you got back and you just said, you know, you realized, you know, Martin's no longer with us. Do you recall, um, everybody's exhausted. I'm sure you guys are wiped out physically from trying to save Martin emotionally from what you went through and then learning that Martin had died. Do you recall if, um, you guys said anything or got together and talked about it after, or, you know, like a debrief or just kind of did your own thing? So we did, we, we did talk. We did, um, go down to, uh, station one. I think we had a, um, a person that came to kind of talk to us about, uh, what we went through, a professional person. I think they, they came from you guys actually, um, and so we kind of talked as, as a shift and, uh, and, but we hadn't slept. I mean, we right. didn't sleep that night right. and, and we were ex- just exhausted emotionally and physically and, um, and, uh, you know, of course then things turn to, you know, when are they going to get this guy? Mm-hmm. Like we need to get this guy and, you know, uh, you, you think about that. I I did as a um, a firefighter thought about you guys, um, you know, putting on your uniforms and going back out there, knowing what just happened. You know, it's it's a um, dedication that it's um, I don't know. It's it's a it's just that it's such a th- it's this thin line between bravery and death that you exist in. And that I, I just remember just being like, wow, these guys are amazing. Like mm. they're still showing up for work. They're still getting out there. Well, thank you. I appreciate you recognizing that, but I, it goes both ways. Um, you know, for firefighters, same, same thoughts from the, the, from the, from the police officers, you know, how are these guys going to that? you know, climbing that ladder or going, you know, into that burning building, knowing the risks. Well, so I'll say this, it, it's when uh, a building's on fire and we're going into it and, and we're, we're kind of rushing to the place where the people are running from it. That risk is different to me as a firefighter than, than it appears to me as a police officer Mm. dealing with people where it's sort of, it can be a calculated thing. You don't know when you're approaching someone 
is this a good person or a bad person? Right. Is, is this sure? And that's very different than going to a house that look we 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 might not know what all the hazards are and what's in store for us when we get there, but but it's not like you have this a, cal- a calculated person who's thinking about killing you. It's it, right. to me, it feels very different. Right. So much respect to you guys for <laughs> for your. Your bravery, the way you guys put yourselves out there. Well, appreciate it. The, the troops, the officers do a, a great job um, on a daily basis. So thank you for recognizing that. Um, so getting back to, you know, with with Martin, the you and, you know, your fellow firefighters and, and paramedics there, and working on Martin and trying to save Martin, was there anything after, I mean, oftentimes when we respond to a call, there's lessons learned. I mean, um, is there something that was, you're able to take from that, that helped you on a, on a, uh, another call in the future? You know what I mean? I mean, something that you did there went, okay, that worked. And, it, and then you were able to use that on another call or even if it's just a mindset. Right. I, I think that hit closer to home than anything I had, any call I had run up to that point, that uh, knowing someone and then, and also not just knowing them, but knowing the circumstances by which their life was taken from them. I I think, you know, all these experiences and, and that was traumatic for us firefighters. I mean, we were it, it rocked our world. Oh, yeah. I, I know it rocked all of our worlds. I think having been through it and um, and continued on, I think it makes it gives you more greater depth as a um, you know first responder, someone who's there to help people. Um, I, it's not easy, and it's not the kind of experience that you ever want to have. But it, I think, it does give you more understanding, more appreciation for when it happens to someone that you don't know, you can relate to what that felt like. And uh, so I think that probably more than anything maybe helped me get through, I mean, that difficult thing with Marty helped me get through some of the more difficult things that I faced further on in my career, you know, that were that were horrific or tragic or or just incredibly sad. Yeah, I think we can always learn, you know, from something, even a, a tragic event, and that can help us in the in the future. So, um, is there anything that you think is important that you would like to share about something from, you know, December? 27th of 1993. Um, and if not, that's okay too. Uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'd say, uh, to Martin's friends, family, to Pam, to, to everyone that knew him that, um, there were always people with him that cared about him. All the way to the end. Yeah. Um, he had people with him that cared deeply about him. And I don't know if that if that helps anybody, but it helps me to know that for him. So I guess that's... 
Well, I appreciate you saying that because um, I think people do know that people in different, you know, the police officers, the firefighter, the doctors, the nurses, the dispatchers, everybody was doing their best individually and as a team to um, save Martin. And at the same time, trying to find the person who killed him. And uh, it, it, it was teamwork all around. So uh, thank you for reassuring the family and friends. But uh, we knew that. But for you saying that, that means a lot. So thank you. Um, I, I appreciate you being here uh, with us today to be open, to share your experience as a, fire, a young firefighter back then and what you experienced responding to this type of call. Um, um, the work you did, life-saving efforts on Martin, um, your emotions, um, you know, what you went through, uh, and we, you know, it's for all of us, uh, I, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but I would imagine yourself too. Every December 27th is a reminder of Martin's death. And, uh, you know, we have that memorial, uh, up at the mall, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where he was killed. And, um, you know, so that's, that was many, many, many years ago yet, uh, you know, we will never forget. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, you know, before we wrap this up and, and, and not to make light of the moment at all, but you were talking about the, the, um, the courage of police officers and, and whatnot. And, you know, truth be told, I grew up wanting to be a firefighter. <laughs> my for for many 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 years. Uh, actually, my mentor was uh, when I met him uh, as a little league coach was a par- firefighter paramedic, and he became a um, the fire chief uh, at Hawthorne Police Department. And he was my mentor and someone I looked up to. Um, but when I realized I had to climb a high ladder, I don't like heights. There, I went to the other line and became a police officer. That's that's funny. We, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but we have this joke in the fire department that we oh, like to tell. We let's, say, "Let's hear it." Let's hear. It. <laughs> what do what do police officers and firefighters have in common? I they, don't know. They both want to be firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's good. Yes, and probably true in many ways. Um, and you can have the guns too, by the way. <laughs> Um, so let me just end with this and and forgive me for reading it, but I want to make sure I get it right. It's something that I really do believe. And this is to, you know, uh, to you, Tim, for being here and for all your, your dedication, but also to all the other, uh, firefighters and paramedics and everyone who works in the, um, fire service. It's very brief, but, um, here goes to all of you who work or have worked in the fire service, your work and dedication to serve your communities is very much appreciated and we are grateful for your courage and for your service. So thank you. Thank you. It's uh it's it's an honor to have been able to have a profession like this. I appreciate this interview and everything. Yes, well thank, thank you. you for being open, spending time with us and for your service. Thank All right, you. Tim. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like the show, please follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the show notes from each episode, visit BehindTheLinePod.com. 
If you want to support the show and hear more from our first responders and military veterans, head over to patreon.com slash behind the line. I'll see you on the next one.